to Beyond BIM. Today, I'm really excited to bring to you a discussion on platform business models and ecosystems and its implications on the construction industry. In this episode, I have the pleasure to interview Jan Saar from Estonia's Ministry of Economic Affairs and Communication. Jan is the head of digital construction within the ministry, and in today's episode, we are going to understand what governments and public services can do to nudge our industry into more standardization and digitization, more explicitly through the use of platform ecosystems. Whilst frenzied attention has been paid by many on understanding what the benefits might be from platforms, Very little attention has been paid on how this could also create similar scalable successes as we've witnessed with platform superstars that have thus far been quoted almost ad nauseum, such as Airbnb, Uber, Facebook. So by focusing on examples of larger billion-dollar platform monopolies, we have often overlooked some of the ongoing developments that are happening on the edges made by governments with the development of platforms entering the more traditional sectors, particularly those that are most often synonymous with the words of technology laggards. Our speaker today has adopted an innovative stance to foster change in construction. He has gone so far as to alter the ways in which public services interface with construction. He can be best described as a changemaker from an entrepreneurial state that continues to test digital solutions in its public services. Jansar has managed processes and IT in construction for over 15 years. He joined the public sector in 2018 with the goal to digitally transform construction in Estonia. He is presently working on the development of the e-construction platform, which will enable collaborative data sharing and integration of services related to planning, design, construction and maintenance of built assets. Without further ado, let's take a listen to what Jan Saar has to say on platforms, ecosystems within the Estonian construction market. So could you just start off by telling us a little bit more about yourself? What initially got you interested in the digitization of construction? And then ultimately, what led you into the sphere of public services? Well, my background is in IT and business management, um, but I have been involved in one way or another with the construction industry for over 15 years. So... um, My family business is uh, in uh, construction engineering, mostly doing construction supervision. And uh, there I started, you know, immediately after finishing uh, uh, university. And uh, I've always been looking for ways to improve processes and uh, apply new technology when it comes to construction related work. Um, But the time when I really got into the digitization of construction and um, getting a bigger picture of uh, what is possible, what is out there, is uh, when I started as the head of IT and processes for a Swiss construction startup. Uh, It's a company that vertically integrated the whole building lifecycle. So they were um, a total property lifecycle development company. So uh, they would uh, buy the land, uh, find the investors, uh, do the design, 
the planning all in-house, and then we would uh, produce and manufacture the houses, uh, mostly uh, apartment buildings, uh, multifamily residential homes uh, in Estonia from timber using timber prefab, which is a very strong industry in Estonia. And uh, then erect them on site and also manage the property, either renting them out or uh, selling them to end clients, but also offering management services. So the whole life cycle. And what was really great about that company, but essentially it was a startup. And we had the possibility to develop processes from scratch without tradition and legacy. And this really opened my eyes uh, to the possibilities out there. So after after uh, Swiss, uh, that Swiss company, I was um, also uh, working nearly two years for a small IT company, uh, developing a global solution that integrates traditional business processes with new innovations like BIM for industrialized construction. And essentially that was extending what we started at the Swiss company and taking it to a broader market, uh, creating a product out of it. Uh, but I saw that the barrier for implementing such solutions um, was often, when talking to clients, uh, the regulation and, and government requirements, which were a bit stagnated, old-fashioned, and didn't support the adoption of more innovative processes. So when I was presented with the opportunity to digitize the construction process for the Estonia on a government level, uh, then I jumped at the chance because I think the government really holds the key to digitally transforming the the fragmented construction industry. So yeah, it's coming really from practice. I saw the problems. Uh, I was experiencing experiencing them, and and going from there step by step, I was uh, developing this. Uh, idea and understanding of how really digital tools and digital ways of working can improve the whole construction industry. And over the course of many years, I became to understand that really the government and the public sector play an immensely important role because of the fact that the industry is uh, so fragmented. So even though Estonia is quite well recognized as a government that has taken the digital initiative quite seriously, you still found that a lot of the regulations and governance was actually hindering some of the changes that you wanted to see happen in industry. Yes, essentially the Estonian government and the public services in Estonia are, as you said, very much already digitized. You know, 99% of public services online, you can do taxes, voting, you can get your prescriptions, driving license, and all of that. And even the building permit process is fully digital. But the problem lies in the mentality, in the understanding, and in the kind of traditional ways of working that are so rooted in the industry and with clients, actually. So it all starts from the client side, actually. So first you have to uh, define the requirements. So you get what you pay for, right? And if you're asking for an old-fashioned automobile, you get an old-fashioned automobile. But if you ask for, you know, I want the most efficient method to get from point A to point B and use all the innovation, all the technology to have, 
to deliver that, that opens up the possibility to a whole different outcome. And in Estonia, public clients are about 25 or a slightly more percent of the uh, uh, construction investment. So, well, we can influence public clients a lot easier than we can private clients. So that is, again, one way we should really try to push the industry forward and uh, and implement more of these new innovations and tools. And so how do the public digital services that you described in Estonia, how do they cascade into the built environment sector currently? Well, you you have the underlying infrastructure like digital signatures uh, and digital identity that is the foundation for any kind of digital public service. And we have a digital building permit process already. And you can do most things without paper. You don't have to sign on paper. And actually, it's um, in Estonia, working when people are working from home, you can't go out that much uh, Businesses are closed, public spaces closed uh, often, then uh, we are quite well adaptable to this form of working because a lot of it is happening already uh, in, in using digital channels. Uh, but if, you know, thinking about how it cascades into the uh, construction industry, then more or less, I think that's where it stops at the moment. Uh, you can manage the building permit process online, but you're still using it doing kind of digital papers. So you upload PDFs, uh, DWG files, and it's a file-based thing. And people still have to open files and they review them. And it's humans who do that and not machines. So, uh, but we're looking to improve that. And so with that in mind, uh, would you be able to describe to us what is the e-construction platform that you have been working on? Well, the e-construction platform is kind of the the evolution of the uh, digital permit system we have now, which is called a building registry. But uh, we should first kind of define what is a digital service platform. Um, and the best definition I've found is that the platforms are things that don't own the means of production. They create the means of connection. So it serves or enables other products and services. And the goal of the e-construction platform is exactly that to enable lossless exchange of standardized and trustworthy data between all stakeholders throughout the building lifecycle. So, and essentially it's the connector for built environment data and services. And in essence, it's not really anything more but a set of agreements. So this is what a platform really is, how we exchange data and how we exchange data between relevant services. And it's not itself a product, but we need it to uh, to connect all the data that is currently in different silos. And similar things have been um, attempted uh, already elsewhere uh, at smaller scales, at companies, of course, uh, vertically integrated companies, especially. And there are several ongoing projects um, around EU. Uh, in Finland, for example, there's the uh, platform of trust, which is approaching from the uh, private sector kind of point of view. 
Um, there's the EU-funded project uh, DigiPlace, which is looking to create a whole framework for these kind of platforms. But what I think makes uh, the Estonian approach unique is that on one hand, we're expanding the system to become a platform, but in parallel, we're also developing key services like the National Digital Twin and BIM-based automated building permit checks uh, that are usable on that platform and which become additional services that you can connect to. Uh, but we really hope that it will expand much, much more and private companies also will be uh, coming to the platform to connect and offer their services. Yeah, I guess we most frequently associate now the word platform with private companies and entities who have been very successful at that. Uh, but in essence, actually, what you're saying is that now we're seeing that the governments and governance is, is readily adopting and identifying how to utilize platforms. That's fascinating. And then, so with that in mind, how do you foresee that this type of digital platform could potentially transform the construction industry and then the wider built environment sector? Well, I see it as a basically a three-step process. Um, if we think about holistically the whole uh, construction industry and, and the built environment of, and the digital transformation, um, first you need to move to digital to tools and processes uh, like BIM, for example. And in many cases, that's already done. That's there. Companies are using uh, BIM, especially design companies, uh, more more and more construction companies, not so many in, in the maintenance phase yet, but uh, that is coming, of course. The second step is uh, you need to open up the data. You have to make it accessible, reusable, and standardized. So once you have your processes uh, more or less digitized within the company and you're using digital tools and you're you're starting to get the data, then opening up the data and starting the collaboration is the next step. And the third step is really when you bring the platform uh, model into play, which enables you to make an infinite number of integrations and connect automate processes, not only within your domain, but across domains. And this is where it gets really exciting. This is where we start talking about, you know, smart cities and, um, and machine learning and all of that, how it can really come in to the construction industry and really like turn things upside down. It's really about making data exchange easier and more automated and coming out from siloed ways of thinking and taking advantage of uh, integrated supply chains. So data being one key important aspect or potentially a barrier in, in this instance, are there any other barriers that we need to be um, careful or aware about in terms of this becoming a reality for the construction industry? Yes, there is one one large barrier, and that is the mindset. And in construction, which is so heavily rooted in tradition, we really need to acknowledge and embrace change. Let go of traditional project-based thinking and start to think about data-centric products and services. And in many ways, we are still stuck in the 
old times uh, when an architect used the, the pencil to make drawings, notations of buildings. Then somebody translated these ideas into technical notations. That was more or less the work of the architect. But architects weren't the guys building the thing. So they would note down ideas on paper, on drawings, uh, but they didn't fabricate the buildings. The architects are thinkers, not makers, at least in that in those times. But with the advent of computer-aided design and digital technologies, this this differentiation has been eliminated. You can use the same design file, the same data to notate, represent, and fabricate at the same time. So this is a completely different paradigm. And and this is something that I think, well, a lot of people in, in the industry have yet to discover or have yet to understand the value of that. But uh, it is it is inevitable. Would you say that has anything to do with what we hear most often with platforms and uh, the superstars is that they're scalable, highly scalable. Is this something that our industry professionals have not yet come to realize that many of the services in their digitized format are highly scalable? Absolutely. I mean, that's the whole uh, problem with project uh, centric thinking. And we still like to think more often than not that, you know, every building is a unique, it's, uh, it's special, you know, the, especially the architects. Okay. Um, a lot of architects already are from a new generation and they're completely rethinking, but, but you still see, see architects who are thinking like, you know, it's a piece of art that they're creating and it's very unique. But if you really think about it, that's not the case. Most buildings, if you break it down into materials, into building blocks, it's 90% the same. It's just a matter of how you arrange them. And of course, there will always remain the artistic aspect and the need for aesthetics, uh, which can only be provided by, uh, by uh, a creative mind. But everything else is just a matter of process improvement, uh, technology, and applying the right materials at the right time. And that is not unique anymore. That is something that we need to understand is that we are more and more going to fabricate buildings. So industrialized construction is another strong, um, um, how to put it, it's another strong motif that is driving the change in, uh, in construction. And it's, in my view, it's completely logical because we shouldn't be building houses by hand as unique objects. They should be mass customized, fabricated in a factory and delivered on site. So you've mentioned already the importance of BIM as part of the platform that is being created. So we currently view BIM as like the single source of truth. But now that you're discussing the utilization of these types of platforms, is that going to reverse? So how is it going to push us beyond the usual ways of utilizing BIM? Is it going to change the ways of working 
as uh, previously understood just by relying on BIM? If you think about the, the three steps that are outlined uh, when it comes to the transformation of the industry, then BIM really is part of the first step about digitizing, about adapting uh, new tools and really creating the data in the first place. But when we eventually manage to digitize the whole industry, uh, then the transformation will be huge. Uh, we can stop doing the mundane and repetitive tasks that uh, machines can do so much better than us. And uh, BIM will evolve. It's it's going to be part of uh, you know the daily hygiene. But uh, when we manage to move from siloed BIM into connected, networked, platform-based data sharing and platform BIM, if you can you can call it that, I guess, uh, then this will lead to a huge jump in productivity thanks to machine-aided design, fabrication, and optimization. And eventually, it will bring with it an increase in living quality for everybody because it means more sustainable and better quality housing at a cheaper price. And this, is, I think, is, is the ultimate goal to provide a better living environment for, for humans. So that obviously requires a shift also in the way that many of the businesses operate. So how do you foresee that this shift towards platformatization is going to change that some of the business models of the architects or maybe the contractors that you previously alluded to? Of course, the business models will change. Um, it's uh, not easy to explain exactly how, because we don't know yet. But it's going to open the door to new services and business models as well. And for example, if we look at other uh, domains, if we look at, for example, what's uh, happened with uh, WeWork and Airbnb, which are also connected to, to our industry, uh, but they have disrupted traditional models. They've turned them upside down. And you can expect a lot more of this. So we are yet to see, for example, the uh, the mass customization of uh, prefabricated prefabricated houses on a large scale um, as a service, as a global service, like Air, Airbnb and WeWork. Um, but why can it work like that? And I think it's just a matter of time till it becomes like that. And this will eventually shift the whole understanding of of how you design and build stuff and houses but it's it's coming and it's just around the corner i think uh, well i'm i'm guessing that given that a lot has changed in current times do you foresee that the public services and governance in general is going to have to shift some of their own ways of working into more of a data driven approach and that that will eventually also change some of the regulations that affect the built environment and the way we construct and uh, continue to build our cities. Absolutely. Uh, when the world was essentially shut down at the beginning of the corona crisis, um, uh, Estonia is a really good example because all the public services kept on running. And it was interesting to see that following the declaration of emergency in Estonia, a number of uh, the number of applications and building permits issued actually increased. So people 
weren't going to their offices anymore. They were staying at home, but it didn't matter. You could still submit an application and the reviewers could review the application and they could do the process. And when we compared it to the same period last year, uh, the couple of weeks following the declaration of emergency, uh, the amount of building permit applications was almost two times higher. So that is just, you know, proof that digitizing public services is the way to go. And, uh, you know, nobody really knows what the new normality is going to be uh, once we come out of this crisis. But everybody more or less agrees that it has fundamentally changed the way we work and the way we teach. Um, but uh, but even New York Times ran a story saying that Estonia is probably one of the most prepared countries for such a crisis. And this is a trend that will definitely continue in terms of you know, digitizing public services and also those services related to the built environment. And what we are doing now is we're taking uh, the already digital uh, building permit uh, process, but we're moving it to a more automated digital permits. Per we're moving it to a more automated process, which means that we're going to use BIM models, uh, already structured data, to analyze and do many of the checks that are currently being done by humans that take a lot of time, a lot of effort, that are error-prone, and we're going to hand them over to machines. But this means that both the design data and the requirements that we're checking against need to be uh, digital, and they need to be machine-readable. So they, and essentially, they need to be standardized as well. And this is kind of uh, the hardest part. So the technology is already there. That's not the question. But it's really the agreements of how we really use this technology and how we exchange the data. And that's, again, where the platform uh, makes uh, all the difference. So if you manage to build a platform that is used by people uh, and to exchange data and services, that is really the means by which you can actually standardize the data. So you can create standards, uh, standard organizations are doing this on a daily basis, and it's really hard work. Um, I've been involved to, to some extent in the process. Uh, but even if you come out with a standards, there's no real assurance that anybody's going to adopt that standard. Um, but if you have key systems that are using the standard, like we have the building registry, uh, for example, like building permits, and when you start accepting BIM models, we, we will accept BIM models only in open formats in IFC, and it will have a certain classification system that we are going to use so that we can read automatically all the information from the models to the, dissect it to get at the data. And since all building permits in Estonia have to go through this system, that is de facto a standard. And without even, you know, uh, establishing or going through the traditional process of creating a standard and then looking for a way to implement it, there are faster means. But of course, we're not inventing everything we're doing by ourselves at the ministry. We are very much uh, collaborating with the whole industry. We have a lot of partners. We're very open about what we do. But the great thing is that the whole sector is uh, eager to help us. 
they're coming along, they see the value and that essentially is driving uh, the change and adoption of uh, of new technologies. So you're in effect kind of nudging some of that standardization on part of the industry members. Exactly, nudging is exactly the right word here. So we're not we're not putting it into regulation or law. Uh but we are offering easier and faster ways to get your work done. Who wouldn't want to do that? I mean, everybody would. Uh, there will always be probably um, some form of traditional process uh, for the building permits as well. Uh, you know, for for smaller things for you know that don't have a BIM model, for sure. You don't need a BIM model for for a doghouse or for some shed, and you can just do it on a napkin even take a picture and submit that as your design documentation that's fine but that means that somebody a person will have to look at that picture and see whether or not it you know meets any requirements what are the requirements try to figure that out that all takes time but if we have for standardized um, uh, requirements uh, you create a bim model we can read all the information in that bim model we can check it See if it adapts to uh, you know the uh, the requirements by the client, by the by the local authorities, by plan according to plan planning uh, planning requirements. You can get that done in seconds. So I mean, everything that you've described up until now does indicate that your experiences from industry working with the companies that you worked with and now your role with the within the public sector tells me that you are in fact one of these change makers for our industry and i don't know whether you deem yourself that but certainly from the outside it's clear that you are pushing for a lot of changes that many of the many of the members in industry would welcome the younger generations of course it will be faced with some paramount uh, resistance. But um, for those that want to be change makers, what advice would you give them in trying to make that change in the built environment sector from all of the experiences that you've accumulated? Well, the best advice would be to uh, challenge the status quo. Don't listen to people who say, uh, certain things are not possible to change or like we have always done it like this. Uh, we shouldn't change it. Uh, you should always be critical of that and try to push for changes and see new opportunities in uh, new business models. Uh, it's not easy, uh, but all the hard work will eventually pay off. And uh, if you think about BIM, a lot of companies, I think, um, Earlier on, we're very skeptical of utilizing, uh, you know, why, why we need a model at all. You know, we do the drawings and we can update them and we have really fast uh, technicians who can do that. And, you know, BIM will slow us down and, you know, why we need it. But if you look back and you ask the companies who adopted BIM, if they would go back to the old ways of working, I I really haven't seen anywhere any company that would claim that, well, yeah, I think we would go back because none of them want to go back. And 
if uh, is you should also look at other industries like automotive and consumer electronics but also communication and entertainment gaming to expand your knowledge uh, for, with other domains because this is what's also going to happen more and more in the future we're going to interconnect with other domains and we have the opportunity to start uh, adopting some of the processes some of the methods that are used there and that's going to be very exciting for for construction industry in the future. Thank you, Jan. If you could just share with us um, where our listeners could find out more information about the work that you're doing and about the e-construction platform. Well, the best place to get more information is um, our website. We set up specifically for for this cause. It's um, e ehitus.ee so it's and it's in Estonian unfortunately uh, because we're very much focused on the Estonian uh, industry right now uh, to make this change happen but you know Google Translate is is pretty good already so uh, so the listeners who don't know Estonian can uh, can also get a fairly good overview of uh, what we're doing so you can find the projects there. And also I would recommend um, going uh, to the website of the World Summit on the Digital Built Environment. So that's wdbe.org. And this is an event uh, uh, that's going to take place in September. And it's an international conference uh, dealing with, you know, digital construction, uh, sustainable urban environments, and it's the third time it's being organized, and this year it's happening in Helsinki and Tallinn. So it's a, it's a three-day event. Part of it is happening in Helsinki and part of it in Tallinn. Uh, you can take a ferry ride uh, uh, between the cities. It's, uh, it's like a four-hour ferry ride. We have a program also on the ferry. So we're doing this together with, uh, with our colleagues in Finland. And we have in... Related to the main event, there's a lot of pre-events that we're organizing. Some have we have already organized. For example, there was a BIM-based uh, building permit process automation seminar that is uh, available on the website. You can watch the recording. We did a pre-event uh, regarding um, uh, data flow throughout the construction uh, supply chain. And there's going to be one in June uh, about integrated design, looking really into how how you can integrate the the architecture, engineering, and construction and prefabrication, how that is changing. So, yeah, two two sites. Uh, one is the Estonian Eehitus uh, site, and the other is uh, more international, English, wdb.org, where you can also get a glimpse into what we're doing and uh, and a glimpse on a more general level into digital construction and the new technologies emerging. Of you know, even a group of companies agreeing on something is is a daunting task. So having it from the public side, completely open, without you know any hidden agendas, that could work better in my view. But yeah, definitely the platform of trust. Um, I'm uh, thinking also about the the DigiPlace project. You know about them, right? I've heard and, about uh, them. Yes. Yeah. But it's, you know, uh, I'm in the advisory board there, but I'm yet to see kind of any 
the whole ecosystem of this open source community has partly evolved from that. And that is, I think, the best outcome you can have. And um, will it happen with uh, in construction with with a platform? I don't think so, but it will. It could happen with uh, with these uh, open formats, and it should happen. Better data exchange and the evolution of these open formats, not in as file based formats, but as as um, exchanges between databases. Uh, and you can exchange any kinds of information, but with a specific structure, a specific description, so machines can read it, and they can work with that information and apply automated processes to that. And uh, But reading the building smart um, uh, strategy or the technical strategy they have, they recently released it, I see a lot of that uh, already written there. So they are transitioning from this file-based universe that the IFC created mm. uh, into a more connected, networked environment where it's not all, it's no longer about files. It's it's about the data and how you manage the data between different systems. Thank you for tuning in to listen to Beyond BIM podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more from our latest episodes, then you can visit Beyond BIM, which is available on SoundCloud and iTunes and all the other major podcast providers.